Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks for Monday, January 27th, 2020. Jay Zawoski with you here. Locked On Blackhawks is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, and your team is mired in the all-star break. Ugh. The Hawks don't play again until Saturday. So... I've got some cool stuff to fill time in the meantime. Remember, tomorrow's podcast is Talk Back Tuesday. Get those questions in, lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. Voicemail 708-653-0572. It's a good time for some big picture stuff. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks. My personal account at jzawoski670. And, of course, the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast at MadhousePod. But. On this podcast, we're going to be joined by the voice of the Chicago Cubs, Len Casper. Len is a longtime, lifelong Detroit Red Wings fan. And before you get mad, Len is a Michigan native. He grew up in the Detroit area, so he's a a fan of his local team. I wanted to talk to him about the Red Wings because as bad as the Wings are doing, they're in that position because of some similarities they share with the Chicago Blackhawks. That freaks me out a little bit, so I wanted to talk to Len to see if should I be worried as a Hawks fan that they're destined to be one of the worst teams in history in a few years because Len watches the Hawks almost as much as he watches the Red Wings. We'll talk about marquee sports a little bit, and Len's going to recommend some music to you. Music and hockey are his passion. Baseball is it's a passion, but it's a career too. Len loves hockey, loves music, so I wanted to pick his brain on the three things he knows best. So I think you'll enjoy the interview. Before we get to it, A little piece of news, a couple pieces of news, actually, from the weekend. Patrick Kane won the really cool skills competition contest, and I don't know what they called it, but they went up on a platform, and I loved this uh, skills competition they had, but I don't know if they could do it every year because not every rink is, is designed to have this. If you missed it, they had players up on top of the 100 level. It was called the Shooting Stars Challenge. So they put them on top of the 100 level in St. Louis on a platform. And from the platform, they shot down onto the ice into various targets. If you missed it, it was a really, really cool, creative idea. Patrick Kane won that event. The other thing, the NHL named its all-decade team. And two Blackhawks were on it. Can you guess who it may have been? (laughs) Yes, I think you know. It was the NBC Sports all-decade team. Sidney Crosby, no doubt. Alex Ovechkin, correct. Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, Drew Doughty, and Marc-Andre Fleury. That is your first team, all-decade team, according to NBC Sports and their NHL uh, presentation. The second all-decade team, Evgeny Malkin, Steven Stamkos, Patrice Bergeron, Eric Carlson, Zdeno Chara, and Henrik Lundqvist. The coach of the decade, Joel Quenville, narrowly edging out Jeremy Cowden. The franchise of the decade, the Chicago Blackhawks. The playoff series of the decade, Kings-Hawks 2014 Western Conference Final. Ugh, that one hurt. And the goal of the decade, Patrick Kane's Game 6 Stanley Cup winner in the 2010 final. So as the team of the decade should be, the Blackhawks are well represented in this awards. 
in these end of decade celebrations. It's really cool, and I think it's a good way for Hawks fans to kind of reflect on how great things have been for Blackhawks fans. Things have been really good for us. We have been really blessed. And, uh, man, it's been an incredible run for the Hawks. And hopefully that's not the end of it. That's what I talked to my guest, Len Casper, about. Are the Blackhawks destined to be the next Detroit Red Wings? Or do they have enough young prospects where they can avoid being a historically bad team for a very long time? This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training, amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Oh, the food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. There's 10 stadiums, 15 Major League Baseball teams, and best of all, 75-degree temperatures. You can get to every stadium if you choose. They're all within 50 miles of each other. Unbelievable time. Go out there, explore the museums featuring everything from native heritage to modern art to musical instruments from around the world. Hit the road and explore Arizona's urban centers, ghost towns, artsy communities, and quirky outposts. Bringing the kids to spring training, Arizona is a fantastic destination for all families with family-friendly resorts and hotels offering plenty of fun for kids of all ages from water parks to horseback rides to games to activities Arizona has a ton of stuff for kids to do and see, like wildlife parks, science museums, aquariums, and dude ranches. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day and without further ado let's bring in our special Detroit Red Wings correspondent it is the voice of the Chicago Cubs on the Marquee Sports Network it's Len Casper the biggest Red Wings fan I know before we start with Len we're going to go over the numbers of the Red Wings we like to do this every now and again Len on the podcast just to make Hawks fans feel better through 50 games the Red Wings have 28 points That's the fewest by any NHL team since the 98-99 Lightning, who had 26. The second fewest in Red Wings franchise history after the 85-86 Wings, who had 27 points. They are a minus 90 in goal differential. The second worst team is New Jersey. They're a minus 47. The Red Wings have allowed a league-worst 199 goals and have scored a league-low 109 goals for Len Casper, what has happened to the once proud Detroit Red Wings? First of all, Jay, thanks for having me on and <laughs> considering me uh, any sort of hockey expert at all. Um, yeah, I've watched just about every uh, Red Wings game this year, uh, as torturous as it has been at times, but it's just kind of what I do uh, in my downtime in the off season. I think if you back up about five or six years, the Red Wings tried to kind of keep it together and it didn't work uh you know 25 straight years in the in the playoffs uh ken holland who will be a hall of famer uh as a general manager you know had some older players and they tried to kind of continue that that window uh, as long as henrik zetterberg and pavel datsuk and uh you know lidstrom and some of the older guys were still around well once they retired they were unable to really replace those guys i think particularly 
uh, on the blue line uh, over the last five years, the, the Red Wings have really struggled to, to find you know, six solid NHL caliber uh, defensemen. They've had a lot of injuries along the way. But, you know, it's a classic case of you're, you're selling out your building every night. Uh, they have a new building now, uh, Little Caesars Arena. But, uh, you know, the Phillies did it in baseball. And I'm sure every sport has teams uh, that, that tried to kind of hang on to, to past glory. And at some point, uh, the cupboard was dry. Uh, there were not a lot of high draft picks along the way. And so the last three or four years, uh, they've decided we're going to have to kind of rebuild from the ground floor up. Now, Steve Eiserman has, has come in and taken over the, the hockey department. Uh, they were criticized a little bit. They had the sixth pick this last year uh, and took Moritz uh, Sider. Uh, although over the last year, what I've read, uh, people have been really impressed with his development. Uh, they haven't gotten a lot uh, of luck in the lottery, but as you mentioned, their ugly numbers, they're going to finish with the worst record by far. So having the top pick would be nice, but you know, at least they're going to get a top two or three pick, and uh, that should bode well for the future. So I, I think Steve Eiserman will make a lot of trades. Uh, anybody on this roster that anybody wants who's over the age of 24 I think is there for the taking for draft picks and they're just going to keep piling them up and hopefully within the next two or three years they'll kind of get back to where they were 10 or 15 years ago. And Celan, what you're describing is what is very scary for Hawks fans because it sounds familiar. You've got some really good players that are still capable of keeping your team semi-competitive and the Hawks have that with Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane and Duncan Keith and it doesn't look like those guys are going to go anywhere. You mentioned Ken Holland, who was the Red Wings' gem for forever. Do you think that there was maybe part of him that just felt such a connection to those guys that he couldn't let go? And that's sort of our fear with Stan Bowman here. Well, I think a little bit, um, you know, and the late owner, Mike Illich, I think, you know, didn't want to rebuild, which I understand. And as you go back to the pre-cap era, you know, they, they had at times, you know, half their roster were Hall of Famers. They weren't afraid to spend money. And, and you know, once the cap era hit, it got a lot more difficult uh, to keep those guys around. Uh, and really, if you look at Ken Holland's draft success, uh, over the decades, Jay, it was not, you know, first, second round picks. It mm-hmm. was... You know, grabbing guys from Europe later in drafts, um, you know, Datsuk and, and Zetterberg and way back when Lidstrom. And I know you've seen the, the Russian Five documentary where, you know, they really started this whole thing back in the 90s. You know, they were very, very cagey in, in finding gems later on in the draft that a lot of teams passed on. Uh, and I think lately some of their higher draft picks have not panned out, and that's just a killer for a team that doesn't have a lot of depth like the Red Wings. I will mention one other thing. I think their last stand, if it matters, uh, and you'll remember the year. I don't remember the year off the top of my head, but it was, uh, I think, the Hawks' second or third cup when it, the, the Red Wings took them to Game 7. 2013. Uh, yeah, and uh, Seabrook scored in overtime to beat Jimmy Howard. That was kind of, to me their last stand and I think they made the playoffs the next two years after that but were bounced in the first round and that was kind of the end of the era so you know Hawks fans can can I guess take take a little uh pleasure in the fact that that was kind of the the, the last 
uh, big game for the uh, the long-standing playoff-bound Red Wings, and uh, I remember that time very well. And you know, I think they would have gone to the Stanley Cup had they they won Game Seven. To me, the winner of that series was, uh, in my opinion, the best team in, in you know in the playoffs at that point. So uh, they've fallen quite a bit since then, and uh, it's going to take a while to get back. But I've enjoyed watching it because I know Steve Eiserman is capable of building this thing. Uh, up again and you know I'm trying to think of a guy in any sport who is that good as a player becoming as good as a general manager it's pretty rare when you think about it yeah Joe Sackick's done a decent job at it in Colorado for sure for some reason doesn't seem like he gets the publicity as the GM as much as Iserman does but Iserman had those great Tampa Bay teams that just uh, you know were almost historic and how dominant they were in the regular season but I want to ask you, so there are some guys on the team now that are performing pretty well. Anthony Monta is the uh, all-star representative for the Red Wings. He's an impressive big forward, sort of an old-school sort of a player. What other guys do you think will still be around for the Red Wings if and when things turn around? It's a good question. Uh, on the current roster, there probably aren't very many. Um, I would say Dylan Larkin would be number one. He'll probably be their captain within the next year. Um, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi's had a really nice uh, couple of years and is kind of the, the glue, the, the grinder, uh, and, and has uh, been really good. I would expect him to be around. Uh, Philip Zadina has uh, come up here in the last few weeks and has been one of their best scorers. Um, you know, they, they do have some guys who are in Grand Rapids they like, and, and you might see uh, at this level once they make some trades. But, you know, they really don't have a goalie of the future. Jimmy Howard's had the worst year of his career. Um, you know, they're, they're, they've got veterans there, but, uh, you know, Jonathan Bernier's been good. He's hurt right now. So they're going to need to, to find a, a goaltender of the future. I think Danny DeKaiser will be around. He's been hurt most of this year. That's about it. You know, and and like like I said, anyone over the age 24 on this team, uh, anybody wants. Uh, I I think Steve Eiserman would be willing uh, to move them. The the one guy I've always liked a lot and would be really good on a winning club is Luke Glendening. He's a fourth line centerman. Uh, has always been really good in the faceoff circle and is great on the penalty kill. Uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he ends up getting traded. They won't get a lot for him in return, but I think if you're a, a playoff-bound team, he would be a perfect fit on a fourth line. Our conversation with Len Casper, voice of the Cubs, Red Wings fan, will continue momentarily. But if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Blackhawks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Hawks fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Hawks fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team in touch to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. 
It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our conversation with Len Casper, voice of the Cubs, lifelong Red Wings fan, continues. And Len, I wanted to ask you, aside from Steve Eiserman, what gives you, as a Red Wings fan, hope that this thing's going to turn around in the future? Is it, is it mostly Eiserman-based? I would say it's Steve Eiserman-based, and it's a very proud franchise. And the cycles of sports, you know, are that... Uh, after a, a down period, you are able to bounce back. And, you know, I think they're doing it the right way. Um, they didn't, in my opinion, try to be this bad. Uh, I do think they wanted to compete this year, but they weren't going to spend a lot of money and certainly trade any young players in order to fill holes that they clearly have. They were going to try to see what they had uh, in terms of the youth and uh, let it go play against NHL competition every night. And it's been pretty ugly at times uh, whenever they give up a goal. And, and you saw it in that game in Chicago. The yeah. Red Wings had an early 2 nothing lead, but once the, the Hawks scored, it just felt like everything fell apart. Uh, so they've got a long way to go. Uh, I hope Jeff Blashill, their coach, makes it. Uh, he's been in their organization for a long time and uh, has had to kind of wear this uh, as the coach. Um, but, you know, with some interesting people still out there and possibly available at some point, and a lot of coaches getting fired, I think it remains to be seen if he'll be the coach uh, to kind of get them back into playoff contention. You know, it's funny, since Mike Babcock got fired in Toronto, his name is almost, it kind of has like a toxic feel to it. It's, it's almost an immediate guttural, nope, nope, you don't want that guy around your team. But he had probably his finest years as a head coach in Detroit. Is there any chance that he would return to the organization, maybe not even as a coach, but in some sort of advisor to the GM or some other sort of role that way? I suppose that's possible. I think Babcock really, Jay, got caught up in a lot of other the other stuff that's gone on here around hockey of late um, without getting into some of the off-the-ice stuff, and I don't think he was a part of this, you know, where he did anything uh, ethical or illegal necessarily. But I think it's more about the old-school nature of his uh uh, methods, right? I, I think a lot of those guys are finding it difficult to keep their jobs and to get new jobs. Uh, the league is getting younger, uh, as we know, and it's a lot like baseball in that regard. Maybe even the NFL, uh, all sports, you're, you're finding coaches now in their late 30s, early 40s, and the older school, tough love type coaches, I think, are finding it difficult uh, to find work. So, uh, you know, he's got a lot of money coming from the Leafs and probably is in no hurry to get back at it but I don't think he would coach the Red Wings again if he did return it would probably be in a front office uh, capacity. All right, I know you keep uh, sort of a side eye on the Blackhawks um, and is there anything you see from them that reminds you of you know the Red Wings is it something you think Hawks fans should be sort of scared that could happen here or is it the fact that they've got some young prospects like Doc and like Boquist and to bring Kitten Strom that seemed to be like that next core, do you see a difference there? How do you compare what the Hawks are doing now to what the Wings did three or four years ago? It feels to me that uh, the Blackhawks got ahead of it just a little bit and might not have to kind of bottom out uh, to get back where they want to be. Um, you know, whether they're able to, to grab a uh, seven or eight spot in the, in the West this year, uh, remains to be seen, and you know they, they've been so streaky when they have these five, six game winning streaks. You, you, they look like a playoff team, but you know they really have to kind of keep up a, a, a pretty high pace to get back in it. So, you know, I think there's always value in making the postseason. There's no question about that, um, and I do like their young talent. Um, but there is going to be a point where the Hall of Fame players 
either are going to retire are going to be forced to, 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 to retire because of health uh, or just walk away. Um, you saw it with Marion Hosa, unfortunately, due to his physical issues. Uh, Pavel Datsuk did it in Detroit. You know, eventually Zetterberg's back issues just would not let him play. And then you see a team without a guy like that, and you don't even want to ponder Blackhawks hockey without Duncan Keith or Jonathan Taves. But it just leaves such a huge hole. I don't think we realize how solid these veteran guys are and how smart they are. And, and, and you fully appreciate how great uh, Henrik Zetterberg is only after he's gone. And while he was maybe a shell of his former self at the very end, he still made the Red Wings better when he was on the ice. So, you know, if I were a Blackhawks fan, uh, I would savor every moment you get to see these guys on the ice. Patrick Kane looks to be in the best, yeah. you know, mode of his career. Those other guys may be a bit on the downside, but I would not take them for granted, that's for sure. The other part, Jay, I want to mention, you know, the Red Wings switched conferences, which I know has been a topic among Hawks fans, too. Um, they're in a really tough division. Yeah. That's the other part of this, you know, with Boston uh, in a great stretch here these last few years. You mentioned Tampa Bay. Uh, the Canadians now and again have been really good. The Leafs uh, have disappointed, but they've been very formidable. Everyone's waiting for Buffalo to have that breakout year. They're in a very tough division. So, you know, I don't know if it's really benefited the Red Wings from a hockey standpoint as much as a lot of people thought when they went over to the Eastern Conference. Yeah, every game is tough. There's no, like you said, even Montreal – who is you know the, probably the lesser of the teams in that division, they can give you a tough match every night. They've got a lot of talent. That, that is something to consider for sure. And it, maybe it's almost good for the Red Wings to be going through this now while Boston's yes. a juggernaut, while Tampa's you know near the top of the league in talent. And in Toronto seems to be rising. I mean, they, they should be. They, everyone picks them to win the Cup every year, it seems, because of the offensive talent they have. Maybe this is the right time for Detroit to kind of – ride this losing out and, and, and build up, uh, you know, in the meantime. Yep. No, I think that's right. And uh, I, I would be surprised if Steve Eiserman doesn't get it right. It's just, to me, the biggest question is not if, it's when. And based on what I've watched this year, it's probably going to take longer than a lot of Red Wings fans want. But, hey, they're spoiled, you know, and I, I, I try not to be spoiled because when I became a hockey fan, the Red Wings were pretty awful. And when you have a lot of success like they've had and then the Blackhawks have had, I guess every once in a while to be reminded of what most of the world lives like in the sports <laughs> world is okay. Yes, uh, It's frustrating to see your team not be as great as it once was, but uh, once they're good again, you'll appreciate them going through all the issues they've gone through. All right, Len, before we wrap up, I have two non-sports questions for you. Baseball is really right around the corner, believe it or not. Uh, and the Cubs are launching the Marquee Sports Network. You will be calling every game on that channel. And for fans, information's been kind of limited, but there was a press release last week with all the talent that's been hired. What can fans look forward to uh, from Marquee Sports as the baseball season approaches? Well, J.D. and I will be there, as you said. Uh, there'll be a lot of additions to the group. Uh, Sideline reporter uh, Taylor McGregor will be with us uh, home and road. She's uh, from Colorado, had worked with the Rockies. Uh, Cole Wright comes from NFL Network. He'll be in the studio. You'll have uh, Carlos Pena and Ryan Dempster, Rick Sutcliffe. Lou Pinella will show up every now and again. That's and great. Uh, a pretty deep roster of former Cubs. Uh, I... I, I I'm a little uh, uh, not iffy, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the uh, programming around 
uh, the games will look like. You know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people internally, but, you know, I, I, as a viewer, I'm excited to, to see some of the new wrinkles as well. Uh, but in terms of the game broadcasts, I think we'll just have more technological resources. We'll have more manpower. Um, but you'll still hear the familiar voices of uh, Cubs baseball, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and, and beyond that, you know, uh, we'll be on the air February 22nd. That's uh, the extent of my knowledge about Marquee, but I'm really excited. And the people behind the scenes are very, very bright. They've done this before. They're incredibly excited about the opportunity. And, you know, it's a startup. Uh, I've been here 15 years, but it feels fresh and new. And uh, that's exciting for someone who's uh, nearing 50 years old, for sure. Well, I'm excited about it. You got to get it on YouTube TV. That's an essential. So, whatever power you have, any influential power, make sure that happens. I know it's on the radar. Crane Kenny said so the other day. So, baseball is your job. Hockey is one of your passions, as is music. Can you give the Locked On Blackhawks podcast listeners a music recommendation before we let you go here? I'll give you two. One is a, a classic band with a new record, The Who. Uh, their their new uh, album is out, and it's really good. Hmm. Uh, the uh, the two guys still have it. Roger's voice is in fine form, and uh, Pete has written some very classic Who-like uh, arrangements. So there are about four or five really good songs on their new record. And a band I saw at Metro about a month ago uh, is kind of taking the rock world by storm. They're from Louisville, Kentucky, White Reaper. Uh, so dig into their back catalog a little bit. It's really good. It kind of has a 70s power pop feel. A little cheap trick, the raspberries, but uh, they're loud. A little ACDC guitar sound, and I think they're terrific. That sounds great. Len, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to join us. Uh, man, the uh, pitchers and catchers report soon, but the puck has dropped. And that's what that's what really matters. So thanks so much for joining us here on Lockdown Blackhawks. You got it, Jay. Enjoy the All-Star break. That was Len Casper, voice of your Chicago Cubs. Well, maybe not your Chicago Cubs, but a lot of people listening, I assume, are Cub fans. I know there's Sox fans out there. Good weekend for Sox fans, by the way. Sox Fest, absolutely packed. Check out my guy Herb Lawrence on Lockdown White Sox. There's Lockdown Cubs, Lockdown Bulls, Lockdown Bears. Check out all the Lockdown Podcasts. Whatever team you're into, there is a Lockdown Podcast celebrating that team that's going to do it for this episode remember tomorrow's episode of locked on blackhawks is the official talk back tuesday show get those questions in voicemail 708-653-0572 email locked on blackhawks at gmail.com twitter at lo underscore blackhawks and of course follow my personal account at jayzawaski670 we will talk to you on talk back tuesday here on Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.